2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy. Um,
3: Very exciting. You know, once we knew that uh, Russell could be available, uh, he was our number one target. He was our priority uh, through for the offseason. We were going to do anything it took to get Russ.
0: came here for one reason, and that's to win. And that's what I believe in. So every day what you're going to get from me is that mentality. You're going to get that juice. You're going to get that energy. You're going to get that focus. And we're going to do it together. All the guys back there, we're going to do it together. That's what it takes. But we're here for one thing, and it's to win. It's to win at the highest level often. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the journey. And uh, Broncos country, let's ride.
2: There it is. It's let's ride. No, it's let's ride. Let's, let's ride. ride. I think it's let's ride. That could be Not good. Not go Bronx. Okay. Let's ride. You ride the Bronco. Yeah. Ride the Bronco. Baby. Yeehaw! Riding the Bronco, baby. <laughs> so uh, Russell Wilson now a Bronco, and they made it clear yesterday. Well, I don't know if they made it clear. I don't know if they convinced anyone. But they're George trying. Payton finally, said publicly what they've been saying privately for the past week and a half that Russell Wilson was their top target. In free agency, and look, when you consider that, as we've said, Aaron Rodgers is in the year-to-year phase of his career. Russell Wilson clearly has a lot left in the tank. You want an answer, not just for one or two years. I right. mean, if Rodgers goes to the Broncos and they win the Super Bowl this year, he yeah. potentially says, "I'm out. I'm done." Right. Right. See That's... you later. Go back to Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Right. I. I, I know.
3: And I, I don't believe them. I still think Rodgers was the first choice. I don't believe them, but. And like we discussed last week, yeah, I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise because you do you got something to build off of here instead of, yes, Aaron Rodgers oh wins the Super Bowl in year one or year two and then decides to walk away or, you know, just goes, hey, it's been good for these two years. I'm out of here. You're right back in the same spot. So Russell Wilson with what one more year left on his contract what they traded for him they're going to sign him to a long-term deal we've talked about they got a young back some young receivers they got something they can really grow together and and build something that's why i love the russell wilson uh uh, trade for for the broncos
2: and if there was any doubt here's russell wilson talking about his intended timeline for the balance of his career plus the objectives that he has for the number of championships he'll eventually be securing
0: my goal is to play 10 to 12 more years and hopefully win three to four more super bowls yeah. uh, you know that's that's the plan so um i think mean, that's that's the mindset um that's why i came here to, to hopefully be able to finish my career here and to finish on the top as a champion you know and uh and, and do it multiple times so
2: i would just focus on one for now yeah don't Haven't be the we Chiefs right yeah. in the aftermath of the Chiefs right. don't start piling up Super Bowl no 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 LeBron one. let's just one <laughs> yeah. I want I, it's <laughs> been a long time it's been nine years since I've held that Lombardi trophy I want to get the Broncos back into that kind of a place don't start saying three or four and it was three when he was with Seattle now it's three or four pretty soon it's gonna be five or six and I, I have no problem with having High expectations. I have no problem with that. No problem. But but let's just focus on the next one. That's what Tom Brady always said. What's your favorite championship? The next one. Just focus on the next one, and we'll see where it goes. The yeah. better news for the Broncos, Chris, yeah. 10 to 12 more years for Russell Wilson. Right. That puts him into his 40s, and that means that for the next decade, they've solved their quarterback issue as long as his body holds up.
3: That's right. And they got a chance to have that here with Russell Wilson. And he's one of those guys, again, I don't know if I'm going to say he's TB12, But he's TB12-ish, I think, with his psychoness as far as how he works. He takes care of his body. I mean, the damn guy built a football field in his backyard, okay? That's all you got to know about Russell Wilson. There is a freaking football field in his backyard. And I think I even heard there's a football field in his vacation house backyard, if I remember correctly from what people have told me. So that's he's obsessed with his craft. He does have incredible self-belief. And that belief filters through an organization. Again, Russell Wilson's one of those guys, when he's on your team and you walk on the field, you just go, well, we got a chance to win today. Three's playing quarterback. Uh, so I, I I love it. I really do. I'm excited to see it and see what he can bring to the table there. And you know what else I love? I love Nate Hackett, too, just there. And again, I, I'm enjoying some of the the refreshing new head coaches in football who aren't cookie cutter and think they got to act him coming up faking, you know, Russell Wilson. I mean, you could tell he's excited. He's a fan himself. He loves the sport. I think there's a cool new energy there in Denver that I'm, that I'm, uh, you know,
2: kind of can't wait to see. It was 10 years ago this month. Yeah. That Peyton Manning was introduced mm. as the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And it just dawned on me, and I checked the birthdays just to be sure, Peyton Manning was 35 at the time that happened. Russell Wilson is 33. And you would never think that they were basically the same age when they arrived in Denver. Right. You felt like Peyton was on his last
3: leg. Like, damn, he's he's limping into the finish line here. Uh, That's where you kind of felt like here. You didn't know what he was going to be, and, of course, he was awesome that – you know his first few years there and setting records, but yes, there is a totally different perception around this. And and again, we've discussed with Russell Wilson. As great as he is, you know, we do. I think we both noticed. And you know, I know I said it, and you you you've I think noticed it as well. Where it, he's not quite as elusive and as fast as we used to see. He's not. There's a little bit more of playing within the pocket and doing that, which you know speaks to yes, he's getting up there in age a little bit. But he's going to do everything to fight you know, father time, certainly I do trust that in Russell Wilson.
2: Now, Peyton Manning was available 10 years ago because the Colts said, see you later, we're going to get Andrew Luck. There's a lingering question as to why Russell Wilson was available. (laughs) Let's hear from some of the people who spoke yesterday on whether this was Russell wanting out, the Seahawks wanting to move on, or a mutual decision. Here's some of the folks who spoke at yesterday's press conferences.
0: I didn't initiate it. It was definitely mutual uh, along the way. There's definitely been a lot of conversations. It hasn't been I initiated anything, but it is what it is. I'm I'm happy to be here. That's all I know. Uh, Obviously, I'm happy about the 10 years I've had, but I think that, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, we'll have to read about it later. We'll have some fun, maybe with my book one day. We'll have some good stories. I know Russ may describe it differently, but I really, as I watched it all take place, I think Russ was really. he was open for another op- another
2: chance.
1: We were under the impression that there wouldn't be a long-term extension.
2: Well, and that's really what it came down to. And the last time he signed a contract, I'm fairly confident I wrote a story saying this is going to be the last You did. Deal uh, 100%. Signs. Uh,
3: you did. 100%. I know you did. I can remember it.
2: And I got shouted down, shouted down, that's all right, I can take it, I can take it, especially if I'm vindicated on the back end, even if I'm not, I can still take it, but this was not on the same plane, you've got Russell Wilson believing that he's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, and he's got every reason to feel that way, but you have the Seahawks never using him, like he's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. That was the problem. That's where the whole let Russ cook thing came from. It was an implied threat to the Seahawks that if you don't let Russ cook, he's going to find another kitchen. Right. And they never fully embraced what he wanted to do. He wants the offense to run through him. We've talked about this time and again, but it's important to point it out now because to the extent it was mutual, it was mutual by way of action. Right. That Russell did want out, but the reason he wanted out is because they never properly used him. And they, they never fully embraced him. And at some point, he's going to want to be paid in a way that the Seahawks look at it and say, we can't justify this because we don't use him like one of those guys. Yeah, it was coming. Right. It was the next contract. Right. That's when it was going to go off the rails permanently for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So you do it now. You get more for him. And, and you know, the Seahawks... I, Look, let's I, I need to I need to confirm with someone what I can and can't say about this, but I can say this because it's obvious from yesterday's public remarks. When Pete Carroll said two weeks ago we have no intention to trade Russell Wilson, number one, that was a clear invitation to approach the Seahawks about changing their intention. Number two, it was kind of not the truth because they were actively negotiating yes, with the Broncos a on a Russell Wilson trade right. at the time. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, yes. We 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 know that in hindsight now that at least there was there was a conversation and you know some some tracks laid down as far as the the parameters of the trade. Um, good for the Seahawks is what I say with this. I say good for the Seahawks here and the fact that they stuck up for themselves. You know, I think we had, we had three different comments. One from ownership, the GM Carroll, and Pete Carroll. They all said the same thing. The and ownership really came out and said it. That Russell wanted to change. Russell was very uncomfortable answering that question in that media press conference yesterday in Denver. That was like that was the face of oh yeah it was mutual uh, not really we know that he hey Russell he's he's political that way he doesn't want to hurt the fan base in Seattle he wanted out he was telling everybody that and you're right he wa- he had some justification in the way he wanted to play a little bit and again he does he views himself as one of those elite quarterbacks he is he is one of those guys but. Seattle likes to play football a different way. And we thought they were going to make that transition in the 2020 season where you went, okay, wow, right, maybe they are going to let Russ cook. And it was he was on fire, and he was the MVP of football through 10 weeks. And then he had one or two bad games. And it's like the coaching staff said, "All right, let thats whoa, that's way too risky. Let's go back to running the ball between the tackles on first and second down, and just keep the game close, and we'll let Russell make a play at the end and, and bring us back. And that's a hard way to play quarterback too, And that's the, what the situation he was in his career, you know stuck in in his whole career. So I understand him not wanting to be a part of that and, and want to take advantage of what he thinks is his, his amazing skill set.
2: I know that there was surprise in Denver at the statements that you saw on the screen from Jody Allen, the owner of the team, Pete Carroll, the head coach, John Schneider, the GM harping on this idea that Russell wanted out, that that was met with surprise by the folks who were assembled in Denver yesterday, that there wasn't a more graceful separation, that that it really wasn't about laying blame yesterday. It was about everybody moving on in a positive way. And Pete pointed this out last night. Pete, Pete's starting to learn how to stir the, the crap a little bit here and get me riled up. Yeah. He knows how to push my buttons to get me to do something that, you know, is going to get people uh, maybe agitated. But Seahawks PR put out a tweet that I think was shade at Russell Wilson. Thank you to one of the best Seahawks quarterbacks in franchise history. One of the best. Are you freaking kidding me? One of the best. Look at the numbers. Look at the accomplishments. Sorry, Matt Hasselbeck. Sorry, Jim Zorn. Sorry, uh, sorry Charlie Whitehurst. Sorry, Dave Craig, and your tiny little Jared Goff hands. No, no. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in Seahawks history bar none it's not even close it's not even subject to debate don't give me this one of the best and they knew what they were doing when they they were that way Chris
3: well listen they've been dealing with Russell Wilson shade for the last two years I don't I'm not mad at them you know again he gets to throw shade and make cryptic comments and talk behind their backs for two years and then, what, they're supposed to sit there and go, oh, yeah, it's mutual, and take crap from their fan base and just go, oh, yeah, we we wanted to get rid of Russell Wilson. You know, they got to defend themselves in the public eye a little bit, too. So, I, I'm not mad at them for that. I'm not. I mean, again, I think they, what they did yesterday, it wasn't about a send-off. They got to they portray to their fan base that they didn't just sell away, you know, Russell Wilson, a franchise elite quarterback in football. Uh, oh, just, just because, oh, they thought they had to make the roster moves. They were forced to do that. that. They were letting their fan base know that yesterday. So that's official. And we know that. And I'm not mad at them even for throwing some shade. I, it was shade. I, no, uh, I know.
2: No, yeah. I know. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta, to I, t- I hate, I hate this phrase when it's directed at me, but they're better than that. They are. You shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have given him the temptation. He's going back there this year to play. If anything, you want to be sucking up to Russell Wilson. You don't want to give him any extra incentive to come back and kick your ass. Well, they're going, going kind of to want to kick his ass, ass just be. as
3: badly, you know. And, and I, it's rare. You're right. You know, one of the one of the great quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, listen, they've had a deal with a lot of Russell Wilson rumors and BS over the last few years. I and mean, they're again, it's their own fault. It's their own fault. It's their own
2: fault. Okay. It's, it's their own fault for not using him properly. Well, I, I you get you've it. said it yourself. They but don't they, use him their, the right way. They, I get it. I know. They alienated him one day at a time. They made it very tough
3: on them, and it was not, it's not a quarterback-friendly environment. It's also what they are, too. And, again, they won, they won a Super Bowl playing that way. They were a foot away and a stupid play call from winning the second one, too, with running the ball, playing defense. And, yeah, you're not going to break Pete Carroll out of that mold too much. That's for sure. And that's where it all went
2: wrong. Uh, here's John Schneider, GM of the Seahawks, talking about the quarterback that they picked up in the trade for Russell Wilson, Drew Locke.
0: We'll continue to explore options, but we have a ton of faith, in Drew. We're excited about it. We're ex- excited about a, a change of scenery for him. Uh, you know, I know a couple of my buddies who were trying to acquire him all last spring into the fall. You know, so he, he's a guy that you know, uh, you know. In my opinion, the media has uh, beat down a little bit. So uh, we're excited to get him into our culture.
2: Yeah, it's the media's fault, John. It's the media's fault that the guy's been injured, the guy hasn't been effective, the guy's had chances to win the job, couldn't beat out Teddy Bridgewater. It's our fault. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that. Tom Brady Sr. and John Schneider piling on the media this week for creating problems for quarterback careers. Thanks, John. It's, it's all our fault.
3: Well, you know,
2: I I don't think it's that literal. I I don't. People
3: have been a little unfair to Drew Locke. They have been. But you're you're right. I mean, there's questions. I get it. But, you know, the narrative was even written for Drew Locke before he got in there this year to play. I mean, people were already trying to say that stuff. I think people have been a hair unfair. I'm not going to disagree with them there. But, you know, yes, Drew Locke didn't necessarily take advantage of his opportunities or take the reins and run with it. That's for sure. Uh, so there's there's justified like questions about his game. We will say, and I think we you know I think we agree here. You know, there is potential for Drew Locke. There is. Drew Locke is one of those guys where he has all the tools as far as physically to be an NFL starting quarterback for a long time. Moves well, has a big time arm, good size. You know, doesn't seem like he's you know an idiot in any way. But he just made that dumb interception every time he's kind of got a chance and you know maybe he just it will be good for him to get a new start and and just refresh and you know maybe he can revamp his career
2: here by the way by the way we got to take a break but i have to mention this yeah because one of the things george payton said about russell wilson is he's a winner and that's a findable offense in these parts although i still think that quarterbacks can influence winning there's so much that goes into it. Quarterbacks can move the needle. But this all over the top, he's a winner. He's a winner. Oh, he's a winner. I can't his mere stand presence just makes right. It. Well, let, let, me, let me share with you a quote from uh, the past. Yeah. Uh, what he has in his passion for this game and for winning, he's been a winner and you could see why. That was made by a certain Broncos coach named Josh McDaniels regarding a certain Broncos quarterback named Tim Tebow 12 years ago so he was a winner too oh, how did gosh. that work
3: out oh I know for you, Denver oh I know I love that the winner thing yeah but if some reason Tom Brady wasn't a winner really at Michigan oh that's right he got to you know he got he got the New England and got a team around him and got coached a little better he's he's a winner Patrick Mahomes apparently wasn't a winner at Texas Tech either they went four and seven his last year oh that's right you need a team and some help Oh, Tim Tebow was a winner in Florida on the All Star team. The one of the greatest teams in college. No, really, really. I mean, no. With the All Star team, they won a lot of games. There, shocker,
2: man. Winner. I hate that crap. I hate it. You're right. All right, let's take a break. Some more moves as NFL free agency continues. We'll do that when PFT Live returns. Right after this.
1: <laughs> it's a very good
3: chance. It's not be thank you. I think <laughs> I'll let him have a little scare. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: and, you know, a couple of months without me, and then you know, stupid doing <laughs> <of> them. He <laughs> just did it to me for a couple of months. you Where was Rob Gronkowski in ice that cream, cream looks shop? Like what was this? It's a barber shop. It looks like he's in Tampa oh, still. Barber shop. Yes. Right. Uh Gronk says there's a very good chance he's going to return. If you couldn't hear what he was saying there, basically he wants to give Tom Brady a little scare because Brady gave him a little scare and I'll, I, I, I will not be surprised at all if Gronk is back because Brady is doing everything he can to convince people to, to resign or, or stay or do whatever he has to do to have the players he trusts, and he clearly trusts yeah. Rob Gronkowski. He's going to want him on the Bucs again. A hundred
3: percent. And they're doing everything to you know appeal to Tom Brady. I think once he made the, the thing, he was coming back. I, I mean, it almost seems like they, they came, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, and we'll do this. All right, sounds good, Tom. I mean, I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked. If Rob Gronkowski is in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. I mean, he's Brady's favorite target of all time to the point that sometimes where it actually hurts Brady to where when they play teams like the saints and all that, he hangs on them so long and they're all over him, but he's still like, damn, I'm going to fit it into him to a degree. But yeah, it's one of the greatest combinations in the history of football. They'll be back together.
2: One guy who's sticking around beyond this year. Chris Godwin franchise tagged a second time agreed to a three-year contract. Sixty million with forty million fully guaranteed at signing look this is always a challenge when you're talking about doing a contract for a guy who's on his second tag because he's one year away from unrestricted free agency I, w- I, I I know he's coming off of the torn ACL and you know he's probably got Brady working on him i wouldn't have done it if it was me now it's easy to say that because i'm not the one walking away from forty million fully guaranteed but the, the balance is, do I take roughly 20 for this year and then become a free agent and get whatever I can on the open market next year? Or do I take the 40 and and move on? And he's he's choosing to take the 40. You know, he's up near, what, $55 million over the last two years when you look at the full guarantee that he's got. So... Uh, he he did the safer thing, and it's probably what I would do if I was faced with that choice at the end of the day. Because you spend all year worried yes. that you're going to blow your shot at free right. agency, and that twenty million is going to disappear. Right,
3: right. I mean, because he went through that fear this year. I mean, he probably went through that fear when he got hurt, going, "Oh no, what's going to happen? Damn, I'm not going to get my long-term contract." Uh, so you know, hopefully the Bucks have realized that things are progressing nicely with that knee. He is a hell of a football player. Uh, his game is not all about speed and cutting. You know, I know receiver. Of course, obviously, you got to do that. But he's got he's got better size. He's a bigger human being than I think people realize too. That's where he's special. Um, and
2: I think I'm I'm with you. If I'm if I'm him
3: and in his shoes, i I'd, I'd probably take this as well.
2: Um, elsewhere, OJ Howard, former Buccaneers tight end, goes to Buffalo on a one year deal. You know, there was talk that maybe they'd go after Gronk, bring him home. He spent some of his formative years in Buffalo. Howard is a guy who was just kind of odd man out in Tampa Bay, and he always had that feeling. First rounder out of Alabama, did his five years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now uh, he moves on. He only had 135 receiving yards last year, even though he played in every single game for the first time in his career. So with Brady back, that's all the more reason for Howard to not go back. If Brady isn't trusting, if Brady isn't throwing it to him, he goes to a place where... Uh, you know, you got a quarterback that needs weapons and maybe O.J. Howard can blossom with the Bills. Chris. Yeah, that's right. I think there's still some untapped potential. It might be one of those where you just look at it and go, man, this this guy
3: needs to get into a new place and just, you know, refresh his career a little bit. You know, like Evan Ingram. We saw him do that going down to Jacksonville. Yeah, there's, you know, a, a bad perception around him. Oh, he was a bust. He hasn't lived up to his capabilities. Uh, you know, maybe get in a new place with Buffalo, Josh Allen and company. You don't have that pressure on you anymore. Uh, they can slowly kind of infuse him and re, you know get him confident again because he is big. He blocks well and he can really run. So there is a lot there. He just hasn't pie- pieced it all together there.
2: Maybe he can do that in Buffalo. Julio Jones cut by the Tennessee Titans. This is not a surprise at all. It was a disaster last year for Julio Jones in Tennessee. He missed seven games, had career lows in targets with 48, receptions 31, receiving yards 434, and touchdowns. He had one, even lower than in 2013 when he only played in five games. So I don't know if it continues for Julio Jones. My concern is that on the open market, the offers he gets – will be regarded by him as yeah. not enough to justify continuing to play mm.
3: I, I, I don't think it's going to be much there's there's got to be concern I, I know earlier this week uh, we discussed this this is I think this is a thing on NFL you know radars it really is Julio Jones and JJ Watt opened up people's eyes last year guys with injury histories we paid them big money later in their career why? Uh, I, I I think those are kind of like you know lessons for some teams, and that's why I think we've seen the market not necessarily be that great for that kind of player here, where we kind of go, hey, it's a household name, but there's some of that you know age and injury history behind it. I, I yes, I don't Julio's days of getting top tier money or anything like that are certainly done, and it will be interesting to see the market. I expect Julio, Mike. I don't know how you feel. It's going to be one of those where. If he does play, he's going to wait it out, wait to see what team really needs him, a contender, and then he jumps on that type of football team. That's what I expect to
2: see. If you're not getting big money, there is no reason to rush into it. You can skip the offseason program. You can show up in training camp or even later than that if you want. You can wait until the season starts to unfold. If you're going to be playing for peanuts, then you wait to try to get that Super Bowl ring that you almost had in – Uh, 2015 with the atlanta falcons all right let's go ahead and take a break overtime speaking of games that ended with walk-off first drive overtime touchdowns it was super bowl 51 that was one of the ones that happened that way some changes potentially for overtime coming for the nfl we'll tell you what the current proposals are right after this
0: All
3: right, it's NCAA bracket time, baby. Mike, get yours filled out. All right, if you need help, if you need help filling out your NCAA men's tournament bracket, NBC Sports has you covered with Bet the Edge brackets and bets on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. You'll get advice on every first round game and best bets for the whole tournament. Let's go, Florio. Get it together. Let's go, let's go. Me and you. Let's fill one out after the show. We'll bet a hundred dollars, and let's just see who gets it right. Let's
2: just do that. No, I still I, owe you two no. steak dinners. I believe. I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, you can keep yeah. the two steak dinners if I don't have to do the bracket. We'll call it even if I don't have to do the bracket. I'm sorry. I just have Fine. no interest in it. We'll never whatsoever. see each other again. And for I know. Me to give you a steak Everybody. Anyways. Well, that that is. You, you have no. You have no idea how accurate that statement is, frankly. But at the same time. I will never do another bracket, and because everybody's like, "You got to do a bracket, you got to do a bracket." Screw you! I'm not doing a bracket. Quit telling me to do a bracket. I'm even I'm going to do an anti-bracket. We know you are. I'm going to do a bracket of all the teams that didn't make it. Into the tournament. That's, I'm only going to list teams that aren't playing. They call That's that the NIT.
3: They call that the NIT. There's a bracket for that, too. Do they even still too. do the NIT? <laughs> yeah, they, they do. do. The NIT? Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: All right. Uh, I didn't know that. Here's something that you may not know. The NFL has several different teams that are proposing changes to overtime. The Colts and the Eagles want to guarantee both teams an opportunity to possess the ball. This is the fix that I think the NFL will adopt, the idea that – Whoever kicked off to start overtime, if the team that receives scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to match it. The Titans have a twist there. Mm. If the team that gets the ball first scores a touchdown, goes for two, and gets it, the game's over, which is fascinating because if you don't get it, then the other team has a chance to score a touchdown and win it with a one pointer. I don't like that one. That's a gimmick. See, they don't want gimmicks. That's just enough of a gimmick that they won't do it. I think the Colts Eagles proposal has a chance. You need 24. If they don't change it now, they're never going to. After the Chiefs-Bills epic division-around game that ended in a way that left us all wanting more and feeling like the Bills got screwed, this is the time to do it. It's an easy fix. It's fair. Postseason only. It's a fair outcome. And I hope they do it.
3: I'm with you, too. And, again, I was a guy for a long time that was man the defense, they, it's their job. They're making millions to make some stops. I think, you know, between the quarterbacks and the NFL, the rules swayed so much to the offensive side of the ball. I don't feel that way anymore. There's just too much of an advantage to the offense and to, you know, the teams with great quarterbacks there. So, yes. I want to see it change as well. I've changed my thought after thinking about it a lot, really, after this game. It really did. This game changed it, like, final, period. I'm with you in the Titans thing a little bit, where it's interesting to think about, but still, if we applied it to that game right there, and Patrick Mahomes got the two-point conversion, I'd still be sitting here going, wait, Josh Allen will go down and score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion, too? That's not fair. I mean, so that's where I don't love it, is for that game specifically.
2: I wouldn't want to see that.
3: So, uh, yeah, let's just play it out.
2: Yeah, and look, if the Bills had, had scored, let's say the Chiefs get seven on that opening drive, then the Bills have to choose between go for two and go for the win or the loss or go for one and you know it's sudden death going yes, forward. So right. you do have some control right. premised on what your offense can do, not what your defense can do. And the rules are so slanted in favor of the offense and and by the time you get to the playoffs, usually you got pretty good quarterbacks who know how to move the ball. You don't get that far in the season. That's why exactly. I don't want it for the regular season and the games. I'd be I'd be fine with going back to straight sudden death, frankly, in the regular season. I think that this rule needs to happen. If the NFL gives a crap about this sense of fairness and satisfaction and that at the, the better team wins, this is the way to get closer to that result. Let's take a break. With all the edge rushers switching teams, we're going to draft the best current pass rush duos in the NFL. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Dude. What are you doing with the black? What are you doing with the black? What's with all the black? You look like you're going to a funeral. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. (laughs) I'm always, like,
3: all black, all blue, all gray. That's kind of what what I do. It makes life
2: simple. But black is my territory for Thursday. Stay out of my bed. Oh, is that what you're telling me? Okay, that's what you meant by that. (laughs) 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 Yeah. What was his name? What the hell? EJ. Mugatu. Uh,
3: you're Mugatu. You only turn left with your blue steel look into the camera. Zoolander. Right, right. <laughs>
2: well EJ putting in the work, turning that around before the end of the show. Well done. Way to go, We're going to do a draft of the best pass rush duos, and it's amazing how how things change in just one year. Chris and I were both cramming in our research to try to come up with ideas for the best pass rush duos, and Most of the best ones from last year have already broken up via free agency and trades. It's incredible. Most important position other than quarterback on the field, and there's a lot of moving parts. So, Chris, to the first pick in this all-important best pass rush duo draft. We all know T.J. Watt had the most sacks last year with 22.5, tying Michael Strahan's asterisk record from 2001. Who was second last year with 18.5 sacks?
3: Oh my gosh! Wait, I, I know this Wait, one. I know. Wait, I'm gonna choke. It's so obvious here. Hold on a second. Well, I'm gonna go with I'm it. gonna go with Miles Garrett. Bob, Bob. What, who? Robert who, Quinn. Oh Robert my Quinn. gosh! I knew it was somebody like. I knew it was somebody off the beaten path a little bit there. Damn it! I could not. I totally choked under the pressure there. Damn it! Sorry. All right, go Garrett,
2: ahead. Garrett uh, or, or Quinn? Excuse me. Set the Bears franchise record uh who's the guy that had it before Richard Dent had it before I believe for the Chicago Bears all right first pick wow uh maybe I didn't want the first pick in this one I'll I'll go Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack I still think Mack if he's healthy he's got plenty of gas in the tank and the Chargers were so swift to get that deal done the Bears were ready to move on you put those two guys together if they're both healthy because they both had some injury issues especially Mack lately but but Joey Bosa Khalil Mack that could be deadly for the Chargers. I I I think so.
3: That's the one that certainly you know, came to my mind. There's no doubt about that. I think that is the leader. I mean, Bosa we know is is a force of nature and definitely one of the best pass rushers in the game. Mack, maybe not quite that level of a pass rusher, but dominant in the run game too. I mean, and still a really good pass rusher, but dominant in the run game. And that's where it's that's that's going to be quite the duo there on the edge of that defense. All right, my next pick. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go with the one we saw yesterday. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I am. I, mean, I look at the Raiders. You go, Max Crosby. I mean, come on. Was there a, was there a hotter edge pass rusher in football down the stretch of the season than him? Chandler Jones is still, you know, up there in the in the top names of the sport as far as a guy that comes off the edge. He's getting up there in age. I know that, but. I think I look at that and I go, oh, man, I don't know. That might be the second best pass rush in football now for me.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And the AFC West all of a sudden chock full of some great pass rushing duos. However, however, and they don't have to both be defensive ends. I mean, we've forgotten about Aaron Donald. Well, that's what I wasn't sure. I should have clarified
3: that. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine.
2: uh, you You should have. Yeah. Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. Von Miller's gone. That's fine. Aaron Donald and anyone. Aaron Donald and me would be one of the best pass rusher duos in the NFL. Aaron go do the work. I'm going to go I'm going to go sit over here on the sidelines and not get steamrolled by anyone, but Aaron Donald incredible. We know that. If he's back, we assume he's back. We hope he's back. The Rams so definitely hope he's back, but I'll say Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. Yeah, okay. I I, I get you there. It's, wait, wait. you know what? Donald yeah. said he's coming back if everyone else comes I know. back. Von Miller's gone. Does I, that mean he's not coming back? I thought about that yesterday.
3: I did. I was like, he said if OBJ back and Von Miller back, I'm back. So I, I don't know. But maybe as long as he hears that the Rams tried to give, it, give him a go. I mean, I'm, it sounds like the Rams gave him a good offer, something to think about. It's just the Bills came in and, and killed it there. So, uh yeah, that, 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 uh, I, okay. So if we're going to go that route, right, that's going to change my tune a little bit, then I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to not go with that. I'm going to just go with the Titans. I don't care. I'm going to go with what I think it will be this year. Har- Harold Landry, we have seen, has arrived and is going to be one of the best edge pass rushers in football. Bud Dupree, I think you're going to see the guy more, uh, again, after the guy we saw before the injury in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he got, he started rounding into form towards the end of the year last year, but he was not himself for the better part of the season. I look at that as this year to go, wow, watch out for the Tennessee Titans defense with those two guys on the edge and Jeffrey Simmons in the middle.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. Who's your best duo know. Duo. you
3: You're right. Maybe Dupree. I should put Simmons it- instead of Bud Dupree right now and, and just go Simmons and Harold
2: Landry and I'll just throw in the Bud Dupree talking point. I think you're right. That's probably my best duo. You can contemplate that further during the break when we return. Round three of the draft, the best pass rush duos in the NFL. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. All right, final round of the best pass rush duo draft. Boy, I could go a lot of different ways here. I think I am going to go, hmm, boy, I don't know about this. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Let me let me let me go Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau just cuz I've been a Rousseau guy and I think he was really good last year and now now the sneaky great duo assuming that Miller plays up to the contract that the Bills gave him and they wouldn't give it to him if they didn't think he could do it Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau Chris mm yeah
1: um
3: I uh, it's got potential. That's for sure. I mean, we know Von Miller still got gas in the tank and is a difference maker. we so had his moments. No, no question. Certainly looks like he looks the part and is going to continue to go in the right direction. Yeah. After this, I mean, this, this is still tough. I, you know, w- what I've messed up here was where we really messed up is we, we did not go with the Washington duo with young and I, they're Sway. on my uh, list. They are on, on your list. list. So they're still yes. available. The Chiefs with Frank Clark and and uh, Chris Jones, of course, are still out there. Uh, the, I, you know, the Eagles with Hassan Reddick and you know their sweat at defense end—that's not bad. All right, I know what I'm going to do though. I'm going to go to the Cowboys. All right, with Demarcus Lawrence and. Micah Parsons. Okay, I don't know what Uh, position he is. uh, Yeah, I don't know. You already broke the rules, screw you. Sorry. That's all right. I got no problem. He got a lot of. I know, but you know, again, he's he's a really talented pass rusher, and I think when you get in third down and those two are on the edge, that's going
2: to be a force to be reckoned with there in Dallas. He bribed you with that pizza pizza from the Super Bowl several weeks ago. That's right. The pizza. He was one. He was great. Snarf it. He he was awesome. He um, was.
3: We lost the Green Bay guys on the board, Mike. I mean, Preston Smith and Rashawn oh, Gary. Oh,
2: what about Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb? I know. Just, I, know. I worry is, is you know is is Chubb, Chubb ready? Is he going to be healthy and right. good to go?
3: Right. I, I you know yeah you got you know yeah you're right. We could have gone T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. We could have gone you know Zadarius Smith and J., you know Odafio Way in Baltimore. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to go here.
2: Yeah, plenty of great pass rushers. But they need to have great pass rushers in the NFL because that's the only way to disrupt a great quarterback. Well, we move into the second official day of the new league year, but the fourth day of free agency. Plenty of stuff going on, Chris. Plenty of big names still out there too. We're going to be tracking the moves all day long at PFT. What are you going to do this weekend? You got your three. You going to watch basketball all weekend? No, I mean I will watch it. I got.
3: I'm actually going to Florida. I'm going to go see the in laws in Florida. Okay, I got to be you know a good husband and go see them. So I'm going to be down there for just the weekend, today till Sunday, and I'm back.
2: Well, enjoy your long weekend. Safe travels. We'll see you back here Monday. Don't get sunburned. Nice. I won't. Everybody enjoy your day. We'll see you. At 5 Come p.m. meet me Eastern down there, p.m., Mike. P.m.